Well, we're going to continue our discussion of cults, uh, but in this case, it's going to relate to mindfulness and a book written called Mick Mindfulness. Uh, and I actually have the book. I haven't reviewed it because it's not great. Um, and how do you put that across to people? Because, I mean, he's not wrong um, in some of his critiques, but I'll just give you an example of how wrong he is. So this gentleman who wrote the book McMindfulness and how this came up, someone uh, shared this in one of the Buddhist groups saying, hey, uh, does our particular cult fall under this category of McMindfulness? I got news for you, it does. Because <laughs> it's not really helping them. Uh, what's even worse is this gentleman, pardon me while I try to make sure I don't get his name wrong, Ronald E. Purser. Uh, who is uh, ordained as a Zen Buddhist monk. I mean, this is hilarious how far off the, like Zen. He's talking about how bad mindfulness is. Well, how about how bad Zen is? That it's not sitting on a mat somewhere and not thinking at all. Talk about the absolute hypocrisy that this guy writes a book about how terrible the mindfulness industry is and how the military industrial complex is using it to make better soldiers or it's uh, making us just accept uh, the, the most abhorrent uh, choices in society. Yet, that's exactly what Zen's doing at the same time. But just an example, uh, this gentleman here comes on a podcast, a news podcast, um, to talk about how bad mindfulness is. Uh, as I said, mentions that he's an ordained Zen monk, which is hilarious because he's out, you know, doing these press junkets uh, to sell more books. Yeah. But they go and quote Clark Strand, and I'm going to go into him a little further, but let's first quote talk about the quote. None of us dreamed that mindfulness would become so popular or even lucrative, much less that it would be used as a way to keep millions of us sleeping soundly through some of the worst cultural excesses in human history, all while fooling us into thinking we were awake and quiet. So I love this, because this is a quote and a review by this Clark Strand, who I'll read the Wikipedia here. It says, he's an American author and lecturer on spirituality and religion. A former Zen Buddhist monk was the first senior editor of Tricycle, the Buddhist Review. And if you're familiar with Tricycle, nrr. he left that position in 96, moved to Woodstock, New York to write and teach full time. Well, he's cashing in on that, isn't he? And then when you read about him, his early explorations into Zen Buddhism enabled him to become a leader in this sect. Wait a minute. He's just learning it, but he became the leader? While residing at a Rinzai, Rinzai is just koans. It's even worse than just sitting. It's ridiculous. He lived in this, right? But he left the order to engage in self-discovery. And it goes on. Right, So he founded uh, a Koans of the Bible study group, which he renamed Woodstock Buddhist Bible Study, a weekly interreligious, which I think is great, but it's just showing. But the final nail in the coffin in early 2000s, this gentleman, Clark Strand, began exploring Soka Gokai. And I'll quote, he says that their uh, members chant the mantra-like title of the Lotus Sutra, Nam-myoho-renge-kyo, as a way of harnessing the universal life force inherent in their own bodies and minds. No, what they actually do is they pray for wealth and success in this existence 
by just chanting the mantra, nothing else. In fact, Soka Gokai doesn't even teach Buddhism. So the fact that this is his way shows, oh my, once again, oh my, have they got it so wrong. This Clark Strand is as wacky as wacky can be. And obviously, if uh, this author of McMindfulness uh, would have this nut bar write his review, then Ronald E. Purser must be just as nuts. Uh, and as can be seen, when you, you start to read some of his... Like I said before, I find it absolutely hilarious how some of these... Uh, like, for example, when you get all freaked out, a Buddhist gets all freaked out over uh, environmental uh, climate change or anything like that. Are we not supposed to be a balanced... Right, And when they're talking about how mindfulness has been ripped off, when you're a member of just as arguably malevolent a group, I think it's just sour grapes that you're not cashing in, in because you've been around since the beginning of this McMindfulness movement. You're just McMad because you didn't cash the checks, right? Because... He says he thinks uh, mindfulness can be revolutionized in a way that does not denigrate the therapeutic benefits of self-care. But it becomes interdependent with these causes and conditions of suffering which go beyond just individuals. So it's a way of trying to reclaim mindfulness and take it back from becoming hostage of capitalist instrumentalist applications. What? What? Mindfulness is the practice just because a corporation will use mindfulness to get their employees to accept, you know, poor pay and overwork, it's not a mindfulness mistake, it's the teacher. And here we go again. He's trying to blame the practice when it's simply the teachers. I mean, I've told you this before. Uh, there's so many of these teachers that just don't have a clue. I mean, I'm going to make a lot of people mad here. Uh, Jack Corman, it's a joke. Uh, Tara Brock. Even bigger joke. She'll go on in a TED Talk, talk about how mindfulness and meditation is so transformative and what it can do. And she doesn't have a single story of how it's helped her in her life. In fact, her story is she saw the potential of cashing in on mindfulness, so they created a business based on it. Not because it helped them, but because, well, as they say, it's all in how you sell it. They saw the benefits to helping others, but I'm sorry. I my passion flows from a different spring. Mine flows from learning the benefits firsthand that can come from this, right? As exampled by, say, Saren Saltzman. Everyone really loves this lady. But she, once again, just trying to cash in. Uh, initially, it was in yoga because that was popular. and uh, Then she met... Uh, a loony lady from Burma who thought she had magic powers and, and their little group, including Jack Corman, they got together and they were worshipping this weird lady that believes in magic powers. Uh, and then that switched to this sect or that sect. And I don't know if it's Tibetan Buddhism now or if it's mindfulness or it's meta or it's, I don't know. They just keep switching it up when the, the checks start to uh, get a little bit smaller. So once again, here we're left with, as I said, they were sharing this in the Buddhist group, talking about, is my sect McMindfulness? It's not. Uh, it's, it, you got to look at it from a, 
from the proper perspective. I mean, are you being taught what you need to be confident and comfortable and and are you seeing benefit, sufficiency? So if you have to stop and wonder, and worse yet, post in your own private little uh, culty group, wondering if you're subject to these same hypocrisies, and news for you, uh, the likely answer is, oh yes, <laughs> you are guilty of it. Um, but that's neither here nor there. As I've said many times before, the real issue isn't um, the teachers even, it's the students that are accepting this wholesale. I mean, on what planet do you go to a place that calls themselves, what do they say here, uh, uh, promoting uh, goals of peace, culture, and education, yet they never teach anything about Buddhism, claim to be Buddhist-based. Uh, they never teach you anything about, you know, acceptance and, you know, kindness and compassion. No, you must repeat a mantra and if you don't achieve wonderful success in life, wealth and fame, all the opposite of the Buddhist goals, by the way, if you don't achieve all of these goals that you desire, they will use these terms even, you're not chanting the mantra correctly. Mm. Right? So once again, is it these people uh, who you know with human nature, they're going to cash the checks? Don't you think the real problem are these people who continue to write the, the checks? Uh, I don't blame you for having written a check or even a dozen. But when you have the ability to look it up yourself and don't, or you're told the reality and ignore that truth, what do they call that now, uh, cognitive dissonance? I don't blame the teachers wholesale. I blame the students as well. But at the same time, the biggest problem is you're not going to find many people out, out there who understand this and are willing to criticize. Because usually they've been taught to be, oh, well, you know, all love and light and, you know, and no negativity. I'm sorry, I happen to be of an older generation where we were taught if the goal is liberation, if it requires breaking a few eggs, so be it, right? The ends justify the means. And in this case, they're doing it in reverse. They're saying that cashing the checks justify uh, the ends of liberation, yet they're never providing the sufficiency necessary for these people to achieve the benefits um, they're selling them. So it's just wholesale fraud. So there's my, uh, my addition to the uh, sect cult discussion. McMindfulness. Most of them, I mean, I had a friend, I don't mind mindfulness, because when I say mindfulness, I think sati, I think to remember, to remember, are you a jerk? Are you being a jerk? Right? But uh, someone did make me realize that I don't like the term meditation because it's supposed to be dhyana, mind training. It's not sitting on a cushion somewhere. The same can be said now that I realize, because again, you got to understand, I have spent at least 10 years, arguably my entire uh, 30 plus years as a Buddhist, um, in soul self-study uh, for the most part. I have had uh, teachers, I have uh, even taught, given... Um, uh, of my time, 
and I have had teachers in my life, but um, most of this has been self-study. So um, I'm of a different perspective, maybe, uh, because for me, mindfulness didn't have the same baggage, but I will say that in the last 10 years, I see where that baggage has come from uh, when it comes to mindfulness. I just didn't see it initially. Um, sad that the both of them uh, seem to have so much baggage, but like I told my my wife, I'm considering uh, renaming um, our little organization uh, like, uh, you know, mindfulness meditation or something. Because, uh, I mean, how do you take back uh, a misappropriated term? I mean, cultural appropriation aside, um, I mean, if you're a Buddhist, it transcends cultures, races, and all that jazz. But when someone is taking these um, effective teachings, again, it's one of the few thought processes that have survived 2,600 years. If you will take portions to cash a check, uh, but even when you know those portions aren't going to provide the benefit necessary, well then, I mean, you're, you're perpetrating a fraud. But then... When you know they're perpetrating a fraud and you continue to support them, it's again all falls down to like what we talked about before the Yogacara perspective that you must manage the self first, right? So, who's responsible in a case like this? Yeah. So, you all have a wonderful day and uh, well, we'll see you again soon.